Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hey, rich girls. Hey, it's your girl Candice, and I have something super special to share with you guys. Throughout the podcast, I heavily discuss how important it is to pray, manifest, and speak the things you want into existence. With that being said, on Thanksgiving weekend, 2021, I will be releasing the Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. The first step in creating wealth is to believe that you're worthy of it. The second step is to purchase these Money Mindset Affirmation Cards. These cards will help you unlock the potential for wealth. I am living proof that these cards work, and I'm so excited to share them with you guys. These cards aren't just a wonderful thing to gift yourself. They're also a perfect gift for that rich girl in your life who might just need an extra nudge in the right direction. I cannot wait for you guys to get these money mindset affirmation cards in your hands and continue the journey to being a rich girl. Toodles. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your favorite rich girl, Candice, and I will be your host as usual. I am so excited to get into this episode on this good money-making Monday. But first, you already know how we kick it off. First things first, I'm sending you all the good vibes. I'm praying for an amazing week. And let's just back it up for a second. I hope that you had an amazing and restful and peaceful weekend. I hope that you prioritized yourself and I hope that you prioritized rest. And I hope that you spent it exactly how you wanted to spend it. I hope that you're ready to attack the week and accomplish your goals. And I am here to set it off for you, baby. Okay, so we are going to get into this week's episode. As you guys know from our OG listeners, you know that we talked about cuffing season last episode. For anyone who might be new here, this is a podcast that is essentially your dose of rich girl energy every week. We come together and we pull up at the rich girl's table and we talk about all things wealth, good credit, home ownership, side hustles, prioritizing yourself, self-care, why women can have it all. We don't have to choose between the career and the love life. We don't have to choose between the bag and the house. We don't have to choose between anything because we can have it all as long as we're willing to put the work in. So welcome if you are new and welcome back if you are an OG, but I am super, super excited about this episode because I'm going to share something that I recently went through. Like I recently, recently did this and accomplished this and it has, it is so impactful to the trajectory of my financial freedom journey that I couldn't wait to get to the mic and start recording and share this story with you guys. So I'm just going to jump right in. First things first, we're going to take a trip down memory lane. We're going to talk about when I decided to purchase my home because it's extremely important to this episode and it's extremely important to just the process, just as we continue to learn how to build wealth. 
It's extremely important that we remember every step that we have taken to get to where we are today and the steps that we need to take to get to where we want to get to. So in 2016, I decided that I wanted to purchase a home. And actually, you know what? Let me back up. I want to say it was 2017. It was very early in 2017. I made the decision that I was going to purchase my very first home. It was a decision that stemmed from a lot of different reasons, right? First things first, I was sick of them raising my rent every year and me having to pay more to live in the same space that I already lived in, right? I was sick of it. I lived in the South for a lot of years now, and a lot of people in the South own. That's just the way of life here. It's, you know, I'm originally from New York City, as you guys know, and the way of life is not to buy. The way of life is essentially to rent forever, right? And that has changed since I was growing up, but I grew up with everyone around me renting, right? No one ever talked about buying a house, right? Except for like some rich cousins I have in New Jersey. And obviously it wasn't in the city. They were buying a house in Jersey. So I just didn't have that mindset growing up in New York. But living in the South since college, I knew I wanted to purchase a house. Now, I was in a very serious and committed relationship, right? And that's the first point I want to make in this episode is please do not let your relationship stop you from making big moves. It really shouldn't. Your partner should really support you on all of these different things. But I decided to make this move because I grew up in the school of if you're not married, right, don't commit to something so big, right? We were serious and we were committed to each other and all of that good jazz. And as you guys know, he is now my fiance, my future husband. But at the time we were not engaged. We weren't there yet, right? And I wanted to buy a home. And so He fully supported that decision. He said, hey, if you want to buy a house, like I get it, I understand. And it was great, right? He supported, he supports all of my big dreams, right? This podcast, buying my first house, et cetera, et cetera. And because he grew up in this area, he was able to coach me on some things, right? He was able to share like, yeah, you, that's not the area you want to live in, (laughs) right? Like you don't want to live there, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, okay, cool. So I want to tell you guys about how I found my realtor because you guys know that I am very faith-based, right? Everything is, it revolves around God. God is the CEO of my life. So once I decided I wanted to purchase a home, I talked about it with my partner. I decided that I was going to find a realtor. There are hundreds and hundreds of realtors out there. So it's very difficult when you decide that you're going to buy a home it's very difficult to land on the realtor you want to work with, right? And so for me, there was an unfortunate event where someone who used to be on my team at work passed away. And this was a really hard hit for the organization. Um, This person was very loved. This person was one of the sweetest people you will ever meet. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. It hit me really hard. It was very hard for me to deal with that loss because this is, you know, it's essentially somebody you see every day. And I'm, I'm a little cheesy like that. Like I could, I consider some of the people I work with like family, right? And so it was a very hard loss for me personally, and just for anyone that knew her. And her, she had a, a, a distinct last name. And I, one day I was riding around the city and I decided that I wanted some lumpia. 
If you don't know what lumpia is, it's like this Filipino egg roll and it is delicious. So I decided that I was going to pick some up for dinner that day. And I called the number to the place that I thought sold it. And I got a realtor instead. I got like a realty business and they picked up and their name happened to be her last name. Her last name was in the name of the business. And in that moment, I said, wow, this is almost like a sign from God that I'm on the right path, that I should be looking for a realtor. I should be looking for someone to work with to purchase this home and that I'm making the right move, right? Confirmation, big time confirmation at that point. I knew that I was on the right path. So I said to myself, because of the name um, similarity, I said, because they have her last name in the name of their business, I'm working with these people like these are going to be this is going to be my realtor. So I get in touch with this man and right away he's like, hey, he's super nice, super, super nice, super polite, very respectful, very respectful of my time. And he took me to what felt like hundreds of homes. Some were too expensive. Some just weren't in the right neighborhood. As much as I tried to vet the list, it just, you know, just the way it looked, it just wasn't the right feel. But I gave myself six months. I said, I'm going to give myself six months of hardcore searching. I mean, evenings after work, early mornings before work, weekends. We were meeting up all of the time to look at houses. I was dragging my then boyfriend around with me everywhere. Like, hey, come look at this with me. Come look at this with me. And it was, you know, it was a process. It was, it was a difficult process, but it was a very exciting and rewarding process. So we're looking, we're looking, we're looking. And finally we come across these homes. And even as I'm pulling up to it, I'm like, this is beautiful. It's in the cut, right? It's far away from stuff, but not too far away from stuff, just like I want it. And we're, you know, I'm pulling up. I'm like, everything's looking good, right? Like the space, the space that there is to park, everything's looking good. We come into the home and it's stunning, right? Like I saw pictures, but I was like, it has a backyard area. It has, um, you know, washer dryer. It had already in there, right? I ended up buying a new set, but that's, that's another story for another episode. So the cherry wood cabinet, you know, it had an office space. The The bedrooms were a great size. I had an extra bedroom that we then at that time made a guest bedroom. And it was just in a great, great area. And I just was like, it's so funny because a friend of mine told me like, you'll know, right? Like when you walk into the space that you want to buy, you will know. And in my mind at that point, I, I already knew that this would eventually be some sort of investment property, some sort of rental property, right? So I had that in mind as well. And she said, when you walk in, you're just gonna know. And she was absolutely right. When I walked into this space, I just knew. I was like, this is, this is it. Like, this is, this is, the, this is the place that I'm gonna buy. This is gonna be the first house that I buy, right? Um, so I call my then boyfriend and I'm so excited. I'm like, I found it. Like, you gotta come see this place. It's gorgeous. It's in a great area. Come, come by and see it, right? He sees it. He agrees. He loves it. We love everything about it. And so I told my realtor, I said, hey, I'm going to I'm going to put an offer in on this place. And he was like, that's great. And I loved it even more when I heard, you know, the estimated mortgage, because they tell you, you know, based on your credit, this is probably going to be your mortgage payment. And I was like, yes, Lord. I was like, this is cheaper than my rent <laughs> and it's never going to go up. 
right? And so I purchased the home, right? I go through the grueling process of, you know, signing all of these papers and all of this time and all of that. And finally, it's mine. I get the key in my hand and it's mine. And I'm so excited. And I'm just like, all I could think about is my rent, my mortgage is never going to go up. Yay. (laughs) So I spend some, you know, I spend what, you know, three years there and I'm like, okay, 2020, you know, the pandemic hit and it made it even more real that I made the right decision because when the pandemic hit, I, you know, we were all home, we were all on lockdown and I loved being home. I mean, I created my sanctuary. Like not only was it a great space to be in, but it was also just a place that I love to be, right? I'm a huge homebody. I mean, I like to get out. Don't get me wrong. I like the vibe with my homegirls and all of that, but I'm a huge major homebody. I love being in the house. But part of that is because of what my house looks like, because of what my house feels like, because there is a a backyard area, even though it's small, there's a backyard area where I could be outside, but not be outside. You feel me? So I just really love the space. And in 2020, I decided like, hmm, I want to refinance. So for those of you who may not know what refinancing is, refinancing is essentially moving your mortgage to another company for a cheaper mortgage, right? Like another company is going to take over your mortgage. They're going to take some money off your mortgage and they're going to, you know, hopefully drop your interest rate. But the, the key, the key here is your credit score. The key here is what your credit score looks like. So in 2020, I decided, I said, you know, my credit is in great shape. I think that, you know, within the year, because you got to be in your house for a certain, for a few years, right? I said, within the year, I want to go ahead and refinance my home. And so this episode, right, is essentially letting you guys know how I am going to be saving $2,500 a year going forward in this property. Because due to my credit score being what it is, I was able to refinance my house. So let me tell you guys the story. So I am sitting on my couch New Year's Eve and I'm actually scrolling through Twitter, believe it or not. I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw this link to this mortgage company and it's like, hey, you know, one of those ads, are you ready to refinance? And I was like, dang, you know what? Wouldn't it be amazing to refinance on the like on New Year's Eve, right? Like to get that process going and like figure out what I want to do regarding this this refinance situation. I had done my research and I knew, you know, who I wanted to work with and who I didn't want to work with because when you're going to make a big decision like that, I think it's really important that you weigh the options and you you understand who you want to work with and who you don't want to work with, right? So I had a list of mortgage companies that I had read reviews on that I was like, "Mm, maybe not. Like that's probably not going to be my best option. And then I had like my top three. And this one that I clicked on for Twitter was my top three. So I took the little quiz. I'm like, oh, take the little quiz. And it's like, you qualify or you're pre-approved. And I'm like, wow, look at God. It was so easy, right? a lot easier than actually purchasing your house, right? So I essentially went on and filled out the little application, 
And this young lady called me and she asked me a bunch of questions and, you know, we talked through it and she was like, hey, you're absolutely eligible because of your credit score. That's the part, ladies and gentlemen, that that's the. This is the space where I could freely say to you guys that credit is king, right? A lot of people believe that cash is king. And I truly believe that there is a lot that you can do with cash, but credit is always going to be king. And here's why. When she calculated the numbers and she said, hey, this is what your mortgage is going to be. This is what your interest rate is going to be. It turned out that I would be saving $2,500 a year. Okay. My credit score is going to save me $2,500 a year. Okay. So when you hear me say credit is king, when you hear me say, you know, 800 credit score, it will get you more than $100,000 in cash. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. So let's, let's back up for a second. I had, you know, I'm constantly making sure my credit is in order because I'm the type of person that, you know, something's always going to come up. There's always going to be something that I want to do. And I want to make sure that I'm always in a position to be able to do the things that I want to do and invest in the things that I want to invest in. So little did I know that one, it was going to be that easy, but little did I know that my credit score would have so much to do with it. So when she asked me, can she do a soft pull, a soft inquiry on my credit score? I was confident that everything was going to come back okay. But even she had to say, your credit looks great, quote, end quote. (laughs) And that meant the world to me because you guys know my story. And if you don't, for anybody that's new here, please run back to season one and listen to the story of where I even, where I came from and why I decided that I wanted to be the money mindset queen and your credit queen. Just go back and listen to season one and listen to my story. If you know where I came from credit wise, I've ruined my credit twice. I've seen four and 500 credit scores. I have seen the brokest of brokest days, right? And so for me to be this age and for me to be in a position where someone says to me, hey, because of your credit score, you can save $2,500 a year. See, people don't break it down to you like that. Normally people say, oh yeah, you know, having good credit is good and you know, it can do things for you, but I am living proof that it can do, it can, it can be life-changing. It can be absolutely life-changing, right? I had a friend tell me a similar story not too long ago, maybe about a year ago, just kind of shared how she refinanced her home and her interest rate. And, you know, she went from a 30 year mortgage to a 15 year mortgage. And my mind was blown. I was like, I want to do that. Now, this is a friend who I know for a fact has amazing credit, but it didn't dawn on me that that is what gets you these these type of perks right? A lot of us don't realize the perks that credit gets us. And so sometimes we get discouraged on the credit repair journey. When we're trying to take care of our credit and trying to restore our credit, we don't have tangible examples of things that have happened to people 
that have been life-changing for them that have impacted their financial freedom journey in such a positive way that we get discouraged and we decide like, it's cool. I don't care. You know, my credit can stay where it's at. I'm never going to pay any of this off. I'm never going to be able, you know, I'm never going to get my score into the 800s. We get very discouraged because we don't have examples. Nobody is out here sharing examples of what happens when you have good credit. Now, let me not say nobody. Obviously, there's a ton of people out here that talk about credit, right? On YouTube, on Instagram, because it's the wave. Because only once you have learned what credit can, what good credit can do for you, will you be able to teach the masses? Will you be able to turn around and say, did you know that my good credit score did this for me? Without any experience with good credit, you can't speak to the power that credit has, period. Period. You can't speak to it. So I continue down this path of financial freedom. And, you know, in my business, I specialize in credit repair. That's one of my top services. The reason is I know what good credit can do for you. Everyone wants good credit. That's what, listen, when people say things like, oh, whatever, I don't care. Like my credit is so bad. Like at this point, I don't even care anymore. That is, it's a, it's a very toxic mentality. It's a very toxic mindset because what, what's happening there is they are telling you in so many words that they don't know what credit can do. When someone knows what credit can do, they will bust their ass to get their credit back in, back in good order. A lot of my clients call me and they're like, Candace, my credit score used to be in the high 700s. Like, I got to get back there. I got to get back there. It's almost this desperate need to get back there. Why? Because they know what that 750 and that 800 credit score can do for you. They know what it can do for you. My goal, one of my goals in this podcast is not just to empower you and motivate you to take your financial freedom journey very seriously, right? And to create more streams of income and to become that quote unquote rich girl, right? And to pull up at the rich girl's table because taking care of your finances is self-care at the end of the day. Having your finances in order is self-care. But one of my goals in this podcast is to truly teach and impart the knowledge that credit is king and you have to have to have great credit to be a rich girl. You have to have great credit to be financially free. It's just part of the puzzle. You got to have a lot of money, sure. But the same with money, if you don't have good money management skills, it don't matter, right? If you don't know how to manage your credit well and manage your credit in a way that it works for you, then it doesn't matter. So my goal is always on each and every episode, not just to empower you to take care of yourself financially, but to empower you to understand what you can do if you just focus for a solid six months on getting your credit right. A lot of people don't know the first thing. And that's why people like me are out here trying to impart the knowledge, because a lot of people don't even know what doors this can open for you, what opportunities this can open for you. On a previous episode, I spoke a little bit about a friend of mine who missed an opportunity because she didn't have any funds to be able to or was going to miss an opportunity because she didn't have any funds to take a flight somewhere for an interview. Right. If you if you had a credit card, right, you could put that flight on your credit card. 
right? I mean, it, it literally opens doors that we don't even know about. So when we talk about my clients who used to have great credit and now they're like, hey, Candace, I need your help because my credit is, is in shambles now. They are, they are going to pay whatever, right? And my prices are reasonable. So make sure you click the link below and check me out. But they're going to pay whatever. They're going to invest whatever time it takes. And they're going to be dedicated to the mission of getting their credit right. Because they've either lived in a bomb ass house where they where they realize like my credit got me here, right? Of course, you could say I'm going to save $350,000 and buy my house in cash. Sure. Or you could spend six months repairing your credit. I mean, what sounds better to you? <laughs> what sounds easier to you? <laughs> if I'm being honest, right? People say all the time like, oh, I could walk up and buy a house in cash. You sure can. But how long is it going to take you to save $350,000 or $400,000 versus fixing your credit, right? I fixed my credit in eight months. I boosted my credit score by 110 points in eight months. Now, I'm not saying I can't save 400 grand in eight months, but um, let's be clear. <laughs> that's going to be very, very difficult. That's, that's almost like go home and live with, live with my peoples, right? Like that's almost where that is, right? And so when I, what I want to make clear to you guys is that while you can make all the money, you can make all the cash money. It's not, you're not going to make it quick enough to make the move you want to make versus fixing your credit. Fixing your credit is going to happen a lot quicker and it's going to give you a lot more leverage, right? There's a lot of people, I've been studying business credit lately. I mean, people buy cars on their business credit cards. <laughs> I mean, really? Like this is, I'm not making this up. So what I want y'all to understand is that as a rich girl, right? As a, as a, as a woman who is working towards financial freedom, who is not just working towards it, but I, I'm bringing you guys on the journey with me. This was one of the most impactful moves I could have made to my, to the trajectory of my journey, point blank period. And it's all because my credit score was where it needed to be when it needed to be. And that's it. That's it. All I did was make sure I pay everything by my statement date. Yeah, you heard right. Statement date, not due date. Pay everything by the statement date because by the time the due date, it, by the time the due date comes around, they have already reported to the credit bureaus. If you pay by the statement date, it's going to look a lot better for you. Right. I paid everything by my statement date. Easy peasy. All you do is check out your statement, look at what the statement date is and pay it before or on that day. <laughs> Done. Right. I make sure not to let anything go past due. I mean, it's been a long time since something has gone past due for me. And, you know, that's just a blessing from God because, you know, my, my income, I've been able to pay my bills on time, but I don't let anything go past due. Right. And I, I've opened more lines of credit, right? Because I had a great credit score, other institutions offered me credit. The same institutions I had credit with offered me credit and increased my credit limit and, and did all, the, all of these different things that kept my credit score where it's at and gave me, you know, those notifications. Your score's up two points, your score's up three points, and they're great. I mean, it's amazing. But that's it. That's it. And I'll tell you, that was a hell of a lot easier than trying to save 400 grand for my next house. I mean, I'm just being realistic here. Y'all already know I'm a major realist. <laughs> In the journey, 
having your credit together is always going to trump anything else. So now thinking about it, right, I plan to stay in my house a few more years because me and my fiance, I, I want to say we have landed on the We've landed on the decision to build a home, right? And so that takes a lot longer than just going out and searching for a house. So we're going to stay here a few more years, right? Imagine, right, $2,500 a year for, let's say, I don't know, let's say we stay here three more years, right? That's $7,500, like back in my pocket, back in my pocket, all because my credit score was lit all because my credit score was lit. So I just want to make sure that this is landing for y'all, right? Like, let's run it back. I decided to refinance my house on New Year's, no less, right? On New Year's, I decided to refinance my house. They are going to save me $2,500 a year. $2,500 is going back into my pocket a year. And when I decide to either Airbnb this place, to rent this place, or whatever I decide to do that's going to bring me income, what I have done is I have created a situation where not only will my tenant or my Airbnb guests be able to stay here or live here for a reasonable price, but a lot more money is going to come into my pocket than if I couldn't refinance because my credit wasn't right. So don't let that go over your head. (laughs) When this property turns into a rental property for me, so much more money is going to come into, is going to come into my pockets, into our pockets, because we'll be married (laughs) into our pockets. So much more money is going to come into my household based off of the fact that I have refinanced now. Okay. Prior to purchasing my house, I didn't even know what refinancing was. I was like, I don't know what that is. What is like, does that put more money on the back of your loan? I was in the student loan mentality, right? But I started to do my research and that's why education is key, right? My credit repair program is more so going to teach you the process more than anything, because I want you to be able to not just Fix your credit with me today, but maintain your credit in the future. And the only way I can do that is to teach you what the process is like, is to teach you what it looks like to repair your credit. And what I do on my podcast is teach you once you've fixed your credit, right? How many beautiful things can happen in your life? Aside from just saying, I got a 750 credit score. Anybody with a high credit score, if you know anybody with a high credit score, most people in my generation, it's our parents. Our parents have stellar credit. Our grandparents have stellar credit. You can't even sneeze on it. Okay. It's stellar. Talk to them and and, and ask them, pick their brain. Anybody in your life could be your partner, could be a friend that has really great credit. Ask them what credit has done for them. Ask them what good credit has done for them. And I promise you, anybody you know that got good credit is going to preach to you that credit is king, period. It's just, it's king. I have an episode called Credit is King. I think in season two, you guys will have to check that out. You guys will have to run back, run it back and check that out. But I have a whole episode dedicated to why credit is king. 
And and more so this one as well. But this one is more so to tell you how I'm saving twenty five hundred dollars a year. All because my credit score was lit. That's it. I did nothing but pay my bills on time, monitor my credit. Um, I have identity theft protection as well because we're not playing none of those games either. OK, because the scam is a scam and honey, I. I don't know if you've been hit or if you know someone that's been hit, but the scammers is scamming, honey. So identity theft is identity theft protection is also major in the credit repair program in the credit repair process. So my credit repair program offers identity theft protection for those reasons. Once your credit starts to get lit, you become very vulnerable to the scammers that be scamming. <laughs> so all I did was pay bills on time, was was do what I was supposed to do, to be honest. And praise God, listen, I'm not going to sit up here and act like being able to pay my bills on time is not a blessing. I fully understand what a blessing that is. And I fully understand that everybody's not in the position to do that. But I'll tell you what, when you get back on your feet, whoever you are, whoever's out there listening, I don't know who needs to hear this, but whenever you get back on your feet, one of your first investments should be fixing your credit if your credit was impacted. If your credit was impacted, I've had a lot of people who a lot of clients and a lot of potential clients who have called me and have said, yeah, you know, I was hit really hard during the pandemic, but now I'm back on my feet and I'm ready to fix my credit. Those those people right there, they know that credit is gold. They already know how major, right, how major having good credit is for your life. So as soon as you get back on your feet. I know it's hard out here. Trust me. And if you don't think I know how hard it is, go back to season one, baby. (laughs) If you don't think I know how hard it is out here, please go back to season one. I couldn't get an apartment for I don't know how long because of my credit. My credit was tore down. Couldn't get an apartment. Couldn't get the car I wanted. I lasted a year without a car. I lasted a year catching rides, taking cabs you know, getting rides with my friends because I couldn't get a car because my credit was that trash. So please understand that I know what you're going through. So for those people out there, like I said, I know it's a blessing that I've been able to pay my bills on time and stay on top of my credit. But those people out there who are still a little, who are still struggling a little bit, please make credit repair your first investment or one of your first investments. I know some, you know, I know them bills got to get cleared out right? Electric and, you know, all of those different things. But please, please try your best to not let your credit fall too bad. And if it does, call me, let me help you. Because I promise you, no one's going to break it down like this. No one's going to say to you, hey, I refinanced my house and I'm saving $2,500 a year. They're going to say, hey, yeah, you know, my mortgage is lower or whatever this. But the reality is, You could save $2,500, $3,000, $4,000 a year just because your credit is where it needs to be, just because your credit is lit. Having good credit is a lot about positioning yourself, right? You know the joke about like car insurance, like, yo, you don't need it unless something happens, right? Like it's just kind of there. Biggest scam ever, but nah, real talk. Make sure y'all keep car insurance, but for real, right? I know people think like, oh, yeah, you know, my credit been at 800 for, you know, two years. Like I just haven't, you know, there hasn't been anything that I need to do. Get another credit card. Start a business, right? Get lit. Use that 800 credit score. Because realistically, 
if we know what we can do with good credit, we'd be unstoppable. If we knew everything that we can do with good credit, we would be completely unstoppable. And so that's why one of my biggest goals is to share the journey with you guys is to share these wins, to share these losses, to share these lessons so that you guys can fully can be fully prepared to face these things when it's time to. Right. Because everybody's not trying to buy a house and that's fine. But ladies, please don't let right. If you are in my if you went to the school I went to and you ain't buying nothing with nobody till you get married. Don't let a relationship stop you from making a big, bold move like buying a crib. Buy your crib. Purchase your house. Because guess what? Listen, he, he could propose next month and y'all could start. Y'all could go off and get married. You can sell that house. But I'm so grateful for the experience of being able to purchase a home and understanding the home buying process on my own. Right. Had we you know, had our relationship been further along and we've got, we got engaged and married prior, I would have never experienced buying a house on my own, right? I'm not going to say never, but it would have been a while before I would be able to experience purchasing a home by myself, like, and going through the process. And I'm not going to say I was by myself, but you know what I mean, right? Like I, I really enjoyed the experience. And as women, like we should absolutely have these experience for ourselves. I know the the saying is, oh, you know, you know, you shouldn't buy anything till you get married. Like I get that. And if you subscribe to that, cool, right? My story was just different. I decided that I was going to purchase a home. My partner fully supported it. And here we are. And now I'm able to do so much more for myself this year because this is the first year I refinance. And when we talk about planning our best financial year, Right. I like to I like to look at everything from a yearly perspective. How much does it cost to do my nails for the year? How much does it cost to do my hair for the year? How much is my electric bill for the year? Right. Because then you start to break things down and you start to realize if there's gaps, if you need to make more money, if you're making a whole lot of money and it just doesn't show. Right. You're not managing it well. Right. The thing about looking at your at your finances from a yearly perspective is that it tells you where your money is going. You can look at your salary or your income for the year and you can look at what all your expenses are for the year. And it's going to tell a lot. Right. It's going to tell a lot. Sometimes we just need to make a little more money. Right. But it's essentially us being so in tune with our finances that nothing's going to get by us. My score, my credit score isn't going to drop by a point without me knowing and understanding why, period. It's just not. (laughs) My my credit score is not going to, it's just, nothing is going to happen with my finances at this stage of my financial freedom journey. Nothing's going to happen to my finances that I am not fully prepared for or fully aware of. Nothing's going to post to my account that is by surprise, right? Because I'm fully, fully focused and fully in the process and fully in this this process of just elevating my finances in every way I can. And to kick off a year by saving yourself $2,500 all because your credit score was where it needed to be is the perfect way to kick off a year, in my opinion. (laughs) So... 
um, what I'm praying for each and every one of you is that something like this happens for you very, very soon, that you realize the potential and all the hard work you've been putting in and you figure out a loophole somewhere that saves you some money that's able to go somewhere else that you want it to go. Okay. So this episode was mainly to tell you guys how I'm saving $2,500 a year and why credit is king. But realistically, I want to empower you to review your finances and review your credit and see where you can find some sort of area that you can, let's say, utilize to get yourself ahead in your financial freedom journey. So I hope that I hope that what landed for you today is that all because I positioned myself well, all because I positioned myself well regarding my credit and my credit score, all because I took care of my credit score for the past couple of years, I was able to save $2,500 a year going forward. <laughs> going forward over three years, I would have saved over close to eight grand, right? Now, really quick, let's get into home ownership. <laughs> because guess what? Right. The hard truth is that this will never happen in an apartment. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a beautiful apartment. And I know that there are people who are not interested in buying a home at all ever. And that's fine, too. But I hope that this podcast episode at least makes you think about it. At least I hope it makes you think about purchasing a home because your rental office is never going to call you and say, hey, do you want to save $2,500 a year? All they're going to do is continue to raise your rent. It, sometimes every year. I remember when I was living in apartments, my rent was going up every year. <laughs> Without a doubt, every year our rent was going up. And it was absolutely ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous because guess what? Sometimes every, Sometimes your pay doesn't go up every year. Sometimes your business doesn't do well to the to the point where you can afford the extra, right? But the rent is going up. What are we really supposed to do, right? How are we really supposed to reach financial freedom when the biggest bill that we pay every month continues to go up every year versus come down? My mortgage payment is down, okay? My mortgage payment is down. And what does that mean for me? That means freedom. That means freedom. That absolutely means freedom. Okay? That absolutely means freedom. My mortgage is down by two, a little over $200 each month now, which in turn puts that much more money in my pocket each month, each year, which in turn allows me to invest that money somewhere else or save it or, or invest it in stocks, right? Get some stocks trading going, right? Or um, per make, a, make a big purchase, right? Get me a laptop, right? Or whatever, whatever I want to do, whatever I want to do. We're not going to blow it, right? You know, maybe five years ago, Candace would have said, or I could blow it, right? Like, no, we're not going to blow it. We're definitely going to invest it. But an apartment complex is never going to call you and, and tell you and ask you, do you want to refinance? Because it's not yours. It doesn't belong to you. And I hope that that lands for somebody. I hope that that resonates for somebody. If you are thinking about purchasing a house, if you 
have ever had the thought or idea, please, please, for me, look into it. And if you've never, ever thought of of owning a home or purchasing a home, think about it. Just think about it. Weigh Weigh the pros and cons. It may not be for you, but if it is for you, baby, let me tell you. It's it's a gold mine. It's a it's a complete gold mine. Because once I decide, once we um, you know, purchase our land and start building our home and we move into our new home, this will be a rental property. It will be the gift that keeps on giving. Hello, somebody. So not only is it, am I already reaping the benefits of being a homeowner currently right now? But once I move, I will still reap the benefits of being a homeowner. I will then be a landlord and I will have a tenant who will be paying me. (laughs) Right. So I pray that that this episode resonated for somebody, whether you're looking to fix your credit, whether you're looking to be a homeowner, whether you're thinking about the process, whatever that may be. I hope that this puts a little fire under you and I hope that you know, you think about it. And if you have questions and you want to talk more about it, like your individual situation, book a consult with me. Let's talk through it. Let's see how I can be helpful. Let's see if there's anything that I can do to help you along the process. But I thank you guys so much for joining me and hanging out with me. I know this was a longer episode than usual, but I just really wanted y'all to understand like how crazy this was and just how much, you know, my credit score really, really just elevated and really just like the glow up is for my finances just got super gangster. And I just wanted to make sure that you guys that it landed for you guys and that you understood the background and the story and how we got here. So that's going to be this season, y'all. I'm going to just keep sharing these, you know, wins, losses and lessons. That's my new thing now. So I'm going to just keep sharing, you know, all of these things that happen just based off of having your finances together and having a great credit score so that I can hopefully empower and motivate you to prioritize your finances and make sure that you are doing everything that you can to propel yourself forward. But thank you again so much for joining me today. I pray that you have an amazing week. I pray that this episode motivated you to get out there and get to it. And um, I look forward to connecting with you guys. So please tap the link in the in the show notes and get in touch with me. Follow me on Instagram at your credit queen. Book a console with me. Let's talk about your situation. I would love, love, love to help. And I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. So you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Toodles, rich girls. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.